Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about clean eating, why it's not the best approach, and offer up instead my top tips for establishing small healthy eating habits into your diet this spring. Welcome back to the Daily Dollar Podcast, everybody. My name is Kate Freeman, and I'm a registered nutritionist and founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. And fun fact about me is that I have 46,003 photos currently in my iPhone or my Apple photo library, which I don't know how that compares to other people's photo libraries, um, but I feel like it's got a little out of hand. I'd really love to know on my socials, so definitely hit me up how many photos that you have in your Apple photo library or your Android photo library. I don't know, is that a thing? I'm not an Android user, never have been, never will be. But I just, yeah, that's a lot of photos. And I've only really had an iPhone for like 11 years. And I just think 46,000 photos in 11 years is a bit hectic. Um, And I also find that sometimes I scroll back through the years and boy, is that a time sucker, right? You know, you look up and it's been 45 minutes and you've been browsing through old photos of the babies and different things that's happened in your life. So certainly nice to be able to do that so, so regularly. But yeah, I feel like the photo situation just on my devices is a little cray. But let's get stuck into today's episode. I'm talking about this idea of clean eating. Now, clean eating is actually a term that was coined in around 2013. So it's actually been, you know, a fair number of years, about eight years now that we've been seeing this phrase um, thrown around, particularly on social media. So it's kind of one of those phrases that's very popular with health and fitness influencers. And not only is it something that's promoted to help someone lose weight, but it's also highly promoted as a way to cure ill health. And so clean eating is sort of part of this more broader concept of the pursuit of of wellness and and healthfulness. And, you know, I actually believe that since, you know, 2013 and this whole clean eating idea, which I've seen what the industry was like prior to this and when it came in, is it actually has done more damage than good. And in fact, I've been doing this for such a long time now. I graduated from my first degree in nutrition in 2004. So I've actually seen a great deal of the health and wellness industry prior to clean eating and then the health and wellness industry post that. And I actually think that this idea of um, moralizing diets and foods becoming good and bad has actually got way worse. It hasn't got better. And certainly it seems to be that the prevalence of eating disorders and disordered eating behaviors is becoming um, more and more common. So look, if you have followed the path 
lockdown, clean eating, you may have found that it's a little bit of a rabbit hole, a bit dark and twisted down there um, with, you know, very strong elements of, you know, food and food group restriction, obsession, um, elitism, and lots of non-substantiated claims about nutrition that have come from unqualified people. But for the regular person, it's very, very difficult for them to know the difference between all of these different claims made. So all of it seems like the right idea. And the thing is, is that our humanity loves this idea of black and white thinking because it helps give us really clear guidelines about what we should and shouldn't do. But the reality is, is that when it comes to food, black and white thinking is really unhelpful. And so I guess what I want to talk about in today's episode and in the next episode as well is this just this idea that, you know, if you're feeling like, oh, I need to clean up my diet, I just want to, I guess, encourage you to not take a moralistic all or nothing approach to this and to not fall into the trap of feeling like you have to precisely adhere to this perfect diet of clean foods and eliminate food groups left, right and centre. Because honestly, at the end of the day, there's no need for this kind of dietary approach. So I want to talk through some research that I have um, come across recently and I've linked to the paper in the show notes. So it's a paper on it's healthy because it's natural, um, in quotations, perceptions of clean eating among US adolescents and emerging adults. And so it's just looking at this whole idea of clean eating and, you know, its relationship to subsequent disordered eating behaviours. And so the study was conducted with over 100 adults in the US and it found that clean eating was the most commonly cited diet of the 38% of adults who had embarked on a diet. And this was conducted in 2019. So typically, you know, if we look at dieting research, you know, from the early 2000s and in the 90s, there's other dietary approaches that seem to pop up. And so what's interesting is that this most recent research is showing that clean eating is now the most commonly embarked on diet um, that in particular people in the US. And I think this data is pretty applicable to Australia as well because a lot of our popular culture um, is influenced by the US and uh, different influences and social media people. And so, yeah, I think this fascinated me because that certainly wasn't the case of different weight loss um, studies and fad diet studies that I've looked at that were published, you know, around the 2010, 2012 mark. So look, My problem with clean eating is this idea of it sort of implying that then there are some foods that are clean and then others that are dirty. And so it actually is polarizing for someone's diet. And it then is leading on to the fact that, and you know this if you've listened to the show for a while, that I don't believe that some foods are good and some are bad. Some foods are just more nutritious than others. And this research actually cited that of studying the perceptions of clean eating and what it meant to these young adults, I mean, a key is that a key problem with the term is that the the actual phrase clean eating is super vague. It has no clear or consistent definition. And so this means that anyone really with or without a qualification can pretty much use their creative license to essentially just fill in the details to fit their own agenda. I've certainly, you know, followed 
influencers on Instagram in particular um, and then they've annoyed me so I've unfollowed them. But in one post they're like, I only eat, you know, clean foods and these specially washed organic vegetables and these quinoa flakes and rah, 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 and they go on about all their fresh, whole, natural foods. But in the next post, they're flogging a protein powder from a paid ad, but that's also a clean food too. And I've, I've been like, yeah, you're really just fitting this whole clean eating idea to fit your own agenda because, um, I don't know, by the definition that most people classify clean eating as I'm pretty sure a protein powder is not a whole unprocessed food. And so, you know, we can sort of have definitions and that for some clean diets emphasize the consumption of whole unprocessed foods. And that's genuinely agreed with most people who either promote or follow, or even if they don't, that's what they perceive it to be. While others, however, do consider clean eating to actually involve the eliminating of of entire food groups um, and in particular eliminating things like dairy, refined sugar, wheat and potentially also um, promoting this idea of alkaline and acidic um, foods and avoiding acidic foods. Now, make sure you check out a previous episode where I actually do talk about the research behind the alkaline diet and essentially the lack of evidence for its claims. And yeah, so I, th- I guess, you know, like this paper also cited that while clean, like clean in inverted commas recipes, may be no more nutritious than matched to control recipes, right? Is that the idea of this pursuit of wellness through clean eating is closely tied to the values of healthism. And healthism is an approach that singularly focuses on individual responsibility to pursue health. So it's basically, it's individual's responsibility to be healthy, fully ignoring the fact that there are any other external influences on that individual's health, which is simply not true because you don't exist in a bubble. And yes, there are elements of your lifestyle choices that you can control, but there's a large number of your environmental influences on health that you can't. And and so as a result, clean eating is, is an elitist approach because it completely disregards the fact that people come from a huge range of different backgrounds and upbringings um, and have a number of disadvantages as compared to people who come from more privileged backgrounds. And so, you know, the problem with all of this is that the pursuit of wellness is this really socially acceptable endeavour and, you know, individuals obtain what the paper called moral citizenship because, you know, they're perceived as being good and right for this pursuit of wellness. And so essentially what's happening is there's this moralisation of eating behaviours where foods are deemed clean and then, of course, conversely, they're deemed as dirty. And what can actually happen is is that there are a number of vulnerable population groups and it puts these groups at risk of eating disorders and disordered eating. And, you know, it just promotes this whole all or nothing approach to food um, or what's known as dichotomous thinking, which is viewing food as being either good or bad, as opposed to thinking more about an overall dietary pattern and that all foods can be included in a pattern um, and it's what we mostly eat that makes the biggest difference. 
What's also interesting about this research is that typically the research has supported that dieting for weight loss has long been associated with eating disorder risk, particularly in young adults. But now research is also confirming that following these special diets, paleo, gluten-free, raw, vegan, you know, clean is also a risk factor. So it's not just the pursuit of thinness, but also the pursuit of of wellness that is a risk factor as well, particularly, again, when it's coming from this really moral standpoint. And for myself working in this area for such a long time, you know, knowing how I've been brought up with food and how people relate to me around food and then how I relate to others around food, it's super challenging because, one, there's this whole professional element of what I've you know, know and believe about food and what I believe is the the best approach, but also just my own upbringing of, you know, people around me and and being like, this food is is bad and I was naughty because I ate a cheesecake. And so, you know, I'm a human too. And it's certainly um, challenging to find that right balance. And I think that all health professionals, but nutritionists and dietitians in particular, need to be aware that there is an entirely huge spectrum of eating behaviours and that as important as it is to encourage healthy behaviours and healthy eating, right, and I've made a career of this, is that it's also important that we're not tipping or seeing individuals tip to that other extreme, which then it turns into an unhealthy obsession with being healthy. And so I hope you're understanding what I'm saying here is this idea of, of pursuing health and wanting to make healthier choices is absolutely a great thing that we can do because certainly our health is the most important thing that we've got. And But it's not the only thing and food is not the be-all and end-all in life. Our health and our diet is just one element of our life. And so I think at the end of the day, I guess I just want to encourage you that within your pursuit of health, is really find the balance that's right for you. And and I think I would just point out that if your pursuit of health or wellness is leading to stress, anxiety, constantly thinking about food, food guilt, um, a fear or nervousness about eating food or being in a situation where food is out of your control, then perhaps it's time to seek some help. And these behaviours should be regarded you know, independent of your body weight and size. And unfortunately, our society judges food behaviours differently based on your body size. And what would be regarded as an unhealthy food behaviour in a thin person, unfortunately, is regarded and sometimes often applauded as being a wonderful thing in an overweight person, which is actually causing lots of harm. So, If this has resonated with you, please reach out for some help. There is the Butterfly Foundation, which is specifically set up around eating disorders. Please reach out to me. I'll chuck some links in the show notes. Otherwise, stay tuned for tomorrow's episode where I'm going to go into just some really nice, you know, simple, healthy eating habits that you can put into action if you are thinking you want to clean up your diet. But let's do that in a really healthy and balanced way, one that removes stress from your day. Thanks for that team and we'll catch you next time. A big thank you to the Capital Chemist and the Daily Dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. 
Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.